This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two. Tanner's 30th in Yankee Hill. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Got a full night for you. We got teammates coming up at 6.30. Got a powerful show. Got a great testimony today that uh, they had a class of trainees from mentees. The uh, mentors that were that were together, and three of them were from, were listeners and fans of 93.7 The Ticket who joined because of the teammates out. And I will offer that to you as well tonight. Uh, we spent some time with them today. If you have one hour a week, you can help change somebody's life by simply sitting across the table from them and listening, talking, being a decent human being. That's what I was told Lincoln, Nebraska is. And you have the opportunity. So if it interests you at all, it intrigues you at all, you're slightly curious, offer yourself up to teammates mentoring just for one hour a week at a high school where you sit across the table and let some young person be great in front of you. That's all that's required. That show will go from 6 to 7 tonight. Uh, after that, it'll, it'll be going deep with uh, Courtney Wallace and Maya Felder from uh, Husker Softball. And behind that, Big Red Birdies with Lindsey Teal and Megan Whitaker. Uh, they had, a, they, had a, they had a match this weekend as well. Uh, and then behind that, a little one-on-one with DP special guests. So we're going to go tell 10, and then probably Carter will close the door from 10 to 11, recap some of this baseball and a little NBA. He will have plenty to talk about uh, throughout the course of the night. So just plug in, do as you will. Plug in 93.7 The Ticket. Bring up the app. Bring up the YouTube feed. Bring up Spotify. Whatever way you consume this stuff. And just lock into 93.7 The Ticket. I want to shout out everybody that came through down at the Expo. You guys were amazing. Uh, we appreciate you so much. All the great stories, all of the folks listen who care about what we do, uh, care about what we're trying to do. We appreciate you, folks. 402-464-5685. Sorry to hit me text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to be a part of the conversation, hit me with a what's up, and we'll have a conversation. After that, we can. You can check out everything on the Sorry Heyman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can do that as well. Um, a couple of things. I want to say thank you to folks at the Mercado, uh, certified Piedmontese, 84th and Havelock for the best in your uh, – look, it's the best steak in town. Like, it's best beef in town. Best, best sausage, best – all of it. Good stuff across the board. Yep. All right, greatly appreciated. Uh, again, the Mike Rozier jersey will go out of the building at 6 o'clock. So, folks in the room, we got a pretty good room building up. So, the folks in here who are watching the Phillies and Padres, uh, the Phillies are up uh, 4-2 uh, in the fourth inning. Uh, that's been There's been a little Manny Machado got a little heated there a little bit ago. Uh, had a disagreement with the, with the umpire uh, for balls and strikes, and he asked for time and didn't get it, and he said, okay, let's have some words. So, we'll send Jake Sorensen around the room, let him get some, some – some some names on paper so we can give away this jersey. Let's bring in Sir Nicholas. Sir hey, Nicholas, you, what's happening, man? You were, you were grinning over there. Yeah, I was laughing, and it's going to be perfect to tell you. Um, so I don't know if you saw this. I know you're not 
you've eliminated your allegiance with the Washington Commanders. Correct. But I'm not sure if you saw this. Um, I was driving over here, and it popped up on my Twitter feed that they did a a 50-50 raffle over the the weekend during the game. Uh Uh-oh. And the guy that won the 50-50 raffle won a little over $14,000. He got the check on Monday, Monday this week. Oh, no. And the check bounced. Oh, no. (laughs) The Washington Commander's check for just a little over $14,000 bounced. But was was that the Commander's check or was that the Foundation check? So so the the story that I read Mm -hmm. said that it was the Commander's, the, the check that he got from the Commander's bounced. So I, I guess, you know what, there's there's little details in this. But either way, the check that either he won from the 50-50 raffle again, um, either w- if it was the foundation or if it was the commanders, not a great look that a, the check that they won for the 50-50 raffle, at raffle bounced. I'm going to try to see if I can get enough juice on the Internet yes. here to actually look that up. But no matter no matter how it plays out it is just been, not a, not a great look it's just perfectly commanders exactly it's just perfectly commanders look i i, I was asked to okay so let's see what it is so, okay so here's the story right mm-hmm. uh and and the response so of course oh, good grief man Oh, good. So grief. here, I didn't believe it at the time because I saw it's popped up on on a bar stool thing, uh, and yeah. it's not very you know it's yeah. not very reliable all yeah, the time. Right. But I looked, I looked into it, and at first, a guy, the guy's friend, called a sports radio show and made it known, and then they tracked down the actual guy and he confirmed it. So what it says? Wow. Yeah, the check was from the commanders. <laughs> so, you know. Right. But, well, here's the funny part. So the way those work is that you get twice the money, right? Yeah. So they collected 29645 electronic on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like on the spot money. Literally people <laughs> in the stadium handing cash yep. to, to, to this. And I, I have certain friends that the first thing that they do when they go to a game, no matter where they are in the mm-hmm. country, is to find a 50-50. Mm-hmm. And I've probably had five friends who won. Really? Just crazy. Like, I believe that in Rut- at Rutgers, it was $49,000. Really? Because I was, I was going to say, when I've gone to Royals games, it's been, you know, upwards of, of thirty, forty, fifty thousand, 50000 And I'm like, man, that's a, that's a pretty nice payday there, but not if the, not if the check bounces, I well, suppose. I mean, well, I mean, he'll get his money, but the, rea- yeah. the reality is, come on, man. So, oh, they call my buddy. Oh, they call Russell. They call Russell's show. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> um, I thought you would get a kick oh, out of this. Well, but, but here's the okay. So there's also a little shadiness to this, but so Nick, if you won fourteen thousand dollars, you got a check for fourteen thousand eight twenty two. Yeah, you're gonna cash that check. Cash it? I'm not or you're sure. Deposit that I, check. I would deposit. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, but this dude sent his friend in to cash the check. So that's shady. In the, <laughs> that's shady to start. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you – does the guy just not trust Banks or what's, no, he's, what's the deal? He's, he's that dude, right? Like, he's that dude. Uh, so then the response from the commanders are, we've reached out. I said, this was a bank error. Okay. The team digitally sent them the money. That we reached out to the fan and sent an electronic payment directly to his account. It was a bank error, and we have reached out to the bank to determine what happened and ensure it doesn't happen again. The fan was from Rockville, so that's literally D.C. Okay. North, right? I mean, and Rockville's a, a, a pretty decent area okay. to live in. Um, but he shared a photo 
that showed FedEx priority overnight shipping container. He said when he took, he took photos of the check and the container to cover his bases just to make sure. Then he received the check dated October 13th, uh, more than a month before the season opener. When he spoke to a representative Wednesday morning, transferred an employee, he said team was working to fix it rather quickly. They fixed it. He got his digital money good uh, immediately right away. But you know what? Commanders, that's that's commanders. Stop commandering all the dang time. This is what I. I, I just I just imagine. I know this isn't how they did it, but I just imagine you getting a Venmo for fourteen thousand dollars from even, the Washington Commanders, saying, I, "Here's your 50-50 raffle winnings." Well, but that's the way you should do it. <laughs> that's, it would it would be like that would make. Yeah. How simple is that? Like yeah, you can charge you, taxes and everything on that. Yeah. Well, well, you let the you let the person go back and deal yeah. with the taxes. That's not your. That's True. Not your that's concern. A good point. That's a good point. Right. But you could go through. Listen, if I want a 50-50 in the stadium, I'm going to celebrate immediately. So you know what. Give me my money immediately. Like I paid you immediately. Yeah. Pay me immediately. Pay me immediately. Pay me immediately. And because money is connected, it's not like you're, you're they're taking IOUs for, yeah, the, for exactly. the money. So, oh, my goodness gracious. So, like, I, I, I thought you would like that. I know your allegiance to the commanders is dead. Um, well, not dead necessarily. Just put on pause. I root for, for D.C. So yeah. I root for the people. I root for my friends that love, love the commanders. I root for my friends that love the nationals. I root for the city to do better because it's just like Lincoln. The city does better when the team is doing well. Makes sense. Right? Do, for all the businesses, look, I'm rooting for every radio station. I'm rooting for every newspaper. I'm rooting for every bar and yeah. restaurant. Like, we know that Tanner's does better when the Huskers are doing better. So, and the Nationals sure did not do very well. Well, the Nationals so. are good for, for local business because people still show up. Mm-hmm. And then their issue is that other people show up. Gotcha. So the issue in D.C., one, it's a transient town. Okay. So not everybody's from D.C., mm-hmm. right? People around, like, Nebraska has a full alumni base in D.C. that's probably uh, 1,300, 1,400 deep okay. who get together and watch games on Saturday. Like, there's, there's two – as a matter of fact, there are two Husker clubs in D.C. That's how big it gotcha. is there, right? Jeez. Right. Like, like they get it done, but it's that way for every, every school. Mm-hmm. So all the bars around D.C. are packed on Saturday several times because – the people down in Congress, the people down in the Senate, the people oh, who, gotcha. come, right, who come in, they all live there now, and they want a meeting place. The other side of it is, is <laughs> for me, you root for, the, like, you root for my friends. Like, I want my friends to be happy on, on Monday, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I, you know, come on. Like, they get mad. Well, at, I don't know what's going to happen now because Carson Wentz is out. They're mad. What's ta- Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Taylor Heineke. I, which I thought was the move anyway. I thought that was the move. Go get a guy like Carson Wentz. Well, you could like Carson Wentz, but not necessarily in Washington. You could have went and got several people, and you chose to do the Mm -hmm. most knucklehead of muckle. Like you could have written this script six months ago and Mm -hmm. said, "Okay, Wentz is going to Wentz is going to be basic, and then Wentz is going to get hurt, and then they'll have to go back to the people that they had to go back to in the first place." Yeah. So we knew what was going to happen. That's what happened. Uh, The frustration is, you know what? Uh, I, I wrote this chapter long before it happened. Uh, in the meanwhile, we will continue to root for my friends and family. And then at the same time, ign- absolutely ignore the people who run the commanders because oh. they, they make my stomach hurt. Yeah. Um, Scott and Firth says, I wish we could be there with y'all. Loving the show. Scott and crew harvesting by Firth. Love, love, love that you're out there, bro. Appreciate you uh, reaching out to us and doing your thing. Uh, wet blanket, of course. She's, gonna, she's just going to come in and throw, throw some evil empire at me. Of course. Uh, you know, the DPR help you out. The commanders routinely make me Cowboys fan happy. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we're here for. We're the givers. We are the givers. Yeah. This, this is this is what we do. 
Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll remind folks, look, hit me with a water. Don't just yell at me. I don't care what kind of day you're having. Come on, come from the roof. Don't like, come from the rooftops. Like, like, listen to me. You know, look, we give you several different ways to add to the show. Mm. Don't be a jerk. Like, don't be a jerk. And it's the same people. Yeah. Right? And then what will happen is one day they're going to try to comment, and then they just go, what happened? Wait, wait, wait. Why, why can't I comment? Why can't I comment? Why does nobody ever read my text? Because you're being a jerk, and I don't <laughs> want to read jerk text. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't have to. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's the same thing every day also. Yeah, it's like stop Fresh it. thoughts. Stop We it. like fresh thoughts. Corey Matlin says, what's up, my guy? Corey, good to see you. Uh, good to see you on. We appreciate you guys. Nick, I'll ask you this. What's the biggest story for you this week when it comes to Husker football? What is the Ooh. story? Mm, I'm, I, okay, this might be – I don't want to sound surface level when I mm-hmm. – I think – Health, resting up. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say I don't want to sound surface level because that's the cliche thing to say going into a bye week and also coming out of a bye week. Oh, they were able to – they got a chance to rest up and get healthier last week. However, I think with this this one especially, you and I haven't been able to have a conversation necessarily about it, but it was very telling to me hearing Casey Thompson speak after the game on Saturday and him saying something along the lines of, Although I was getting ready for Purdue this week, I couldn't help but look forward to the bye week. And I think that's just very telling to say to be vulnerable and also open to not only the fan base but also his teammates and saying, man, I'm beat up. I am beat up. And there's, there's, it's not just one thing bothering me. It's a multitude of things. So obviously, I mean, you can always talk about tackling. But on a much deeper level, I think health, especially for the quarterback, because you're going to be going into a gauntlet of games uh, in terms of physicality against Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan, and uh, Illinois. Not necessarily in that order, but out there. Can, can they hold up under this? Are we asking too much of this offensive line? <laughs> Ooh. Are we asking that's, too that's much? That's a loaded question. I, I don't think you are. I don't think mm-hmm. you are asking too much because I would also ask how much have you been asking of them? Um, are you asking enough? Are you asking enough? Fair. Because from what we've seen, either I, w- I would say no. I don't. I don't think you're asking too much because you you should number one. I don't. I don't know necessarily if you should get praised for doing your job, doing what's expected of you. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go above and beyond, then yes, absolutely. But doing your job and doing what's expected of you is just the the common courtesy, in my opinion. Is to a certain extent. Let me ask you. This is an interesting question here. Is it is it a job? Can we can we address it as a job? Can we or is it a responsibility? What what Man. what's what's right or wrong? Like calling it a job for a college student. Not all of them receive money. Yeah. Right. Not a, yeah. like they receive you know scholarships yeah. and benefits and perks and things around yeah. it. But is it a job? Well, I think you're getting into a much deeper conversation with. Well, that's with what we NIL. do. Here. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Um, but now, but now you got my wheels turning a little bit mm-hmm. because. I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but I think responsibility might be a better, um, better descriptive word or adjective to, to classify it as because I, I suppose a job is when you get paid for your services. Um, but I, I suppose, I mean, you could, you could make the same argument as this is what they came here to, a, a big reason of why they came here Is it the to priority? Nebraska. Is football the priority or is the other part the priority? Like, like I'm getting at you, Nick. I, unfortunately, I'm get, I'm getting as, at you, well, Nick. Well, I think I honestly, DP, whether you like it or not, and I don't even know what side of the camp I truly fall on right. when I answer this. Right. But I think in the fall and on Saturdays, I think it that's the priority. 
Here we go. Okay, so let's let's Nathan. I'm going to ask you to do a poll and post it. Man, that's tough. And tell us whether the focus for for Nebraska football players is Nebraska football or is it the degrees? Is it academics? Now here's the thing, DP. I mean, you know, the well, student, the scholar, athlete thing goes mm-hmm. first. Yeah. In theory, that's what the priority and focus should be because that everybody should tells be. you right that that as you leave here. Everybody's going to leave here. Then the question becomes, are you in a better spot because of it, and what did you take with you? Now, what I think is interesting when you're talking about this this discussion specifically, a lot of people will tell themselves that to them that the school is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But then they find themselves going all Twitter fingers and keyboard happy on Saturday afternoons when they're not doing when when Nebraska loses. And so, you know, it's once again, actions speak louder than words. And if you want to talk all about how, oh, yeah, being a student athlete, student comes first, that's fine. But just show it, in my opinion. Show it. I think it's it's interesting that as people go through, you have to to define it. Yeah, I agree. Just as I said, we haven't defined what what the focus and priority of the program is. Yeah, we haven't defined on a lot and, of levels, right? Like we 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 don't we haven't said that as Trev makes his decision. What Trev said was character and integrity were 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 were, were, exactly. were at the top of the list. Then, if every conversation about the coaching position doesn't start with that, mm-hmm. then are you really having an honest conversation about it? So then, yeah. I'll ask you within the program, what is what is priority one? What is the thing? that student-athletes should focus on? Is it their sport? Is it their personal mental health? Is it their personal experience? Is it wins on game day? What is the focus and priority? I think it's, it's mentality um, and, and figuring out, you know, I, I, guess, ooh, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you take care of things off the field, if you, if you do things with a purpose, if you have a, find a, a strong and, and, and purposeful routine – then it's going to translate and take care of everything else on the field. That would be I the whole. Th- I, I think they're connected. Well, as a coach, I can tell you that the thing that we push is that you're the same person on the field as off. The yeah. same way you learn on the field is the same way you learn in the classroom. And if you marry the two purposefully, then it helps me as a coach identify how to coach you. And that's the kicker. The coach also has to be understanding that not all players learn the same. And be able to coach and be able everybody. to coach everybody, and, and that's where I think there's the been a little level. bit of a disconnect in recent years across a couple. Not just the head coach. This is not just a head coach issue, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a assistant coach figuring out to get the right guys in those specific meeting rooms with the offensive line, with the quarterbacks, with the wide receivers, with the like. I, I think it, it goes deeper than just saying the head coach doesn't know how to lead. Mm-hmm. That's a part, but I think it goes deeper as well. Um, John Squires on the text line. He was talking about. Um, I think at the most. I think most people at this point are just hoping the offensive line is good enough not to lose the game, mm-hmm. or get our quarterback hurt bad. We're not talking about them dominating anybody at this point. I think it's that's reasonable. But John, I'm going to ask you this: as a dad of a, of a of a student athlete, what is priority one for you for your yeah. daughter? Like, what is priority? Is it winning? Is it her experience? Is it her, her degree, is it uh, her relationships with her coach, is it relationships with each other, is it her mental health? What's priority for you? Because that will tell us a lot about what the focus should be. 
Now, obviously, <clears throat> I'm not a, a parent of a D1 athlete, um, and so John will have a unique perspective on that. But I, that would just, be the, that would be the youngest Husker ever. <laughs> would be a young yeah. Husker, yeah. That'd yeah. be that'd be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that got Jake laughing. That, that would be fantastic. <laughs> anyway, uh, fantastic. Little, I'm not sure if little, I <laughs> little, little Nikki Sainer go big red. That would be fantastic. Would Starting be. in center field, Nick <laughs> Jr. Oh, your son's definitely a catcher, bro. You're okay. <laughs> you're maybe. Not, you're not mass-producing center fielders, man. That, that is not how that's going to go down. Well, here, here's the thing, though. I, I think DP, and it goes back to the thought that I, I was kind of having a moment ago, is if, if the player in, has a good relationship with the coach and buys into what they're doing on a daily basis both on and off the the diamond off the field off the the court whatever you want to call it i think once again they're correlated and connected i think if you if you figure out a purposeful way to live your life and do the daily activities off the field and take it seriously Mm -hmm. then i think the results and the the work will come because you here's the thing a lot of these d1 athletes they are athletic enough that's Mm -hmm. not the problem it's a lot of times, especially in baseball, like you know this as, as better as well as anybody. A lot of it's mental. When you get into when the bullets are flying, how do you respond? Are you able to stay calm, cool, and collected? And not everybody responds. And not everyone responds. But here's the thing: everybody's a good enough athlete to be on the field. Yes, at that level, they've earned the right. They've to earned be, the right. They've earned the right but, to be there. But here's the deal: when you're in it, how do you respond? That's that separates the great players, the all Big Ten caliber players, the the from I'll take you a step normal. further. I'll take you a step further. Just the exceptional D1 athletes to begin with. That the real difference is how they respond after games. Mm-hmm. Adversity. How they respond after. Jay likes to say, you know, what happens when you have success. Yeah. The other side of it is my job as a coach to love you more at, when you don't have success than it was when you do. Yeah. When you have success, everybody loves you. Everybody loves you. My job as a coach, as a parent, is to love you more when things don't go well. Yeah. And so we're loud in that. But how students handle the after, that's where the voice in their head gets loud. That's where those <laughs> really – right? Yeah, those exactly. interesting conversations go on. And I think that the best coaching staffs at this level have an after-the-game coach. Mm-hmm. You have an after-the-game advisor. You have an after-the-game counselor. You have a place that they can go and land – in that really weird space that happens in high school level, that's in the that's what we call those in the car conversations, yeah. right? That mom and dad will come in and and nobody coaches the parents on what they should be saying after games. Like that's look, there's a lot of damage done in the car while while son's in the back seat or daughter's in the back seat after going zero for four with right, three strikeouts, right? Oh, yeah. And 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 the other bad thing that also happens is when you go four for four. Yep. Right, because you're selling of, of the result rather than the process, right? And you go, man, I'm glad. Aren't you yeah. glad now that you that you had those extra bats, or aren't you glad you went to the gym, or I'm just simply proud of you? Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that miss. Web Blanket says this. I think that's a great question, and my answer is an oversimplification that doesn't really answer the question. But I went to college in Lincoln from 1994 to 1998, and I can say with certainty that the guys uh, that the guys that were winning all of the games were having a tremendous overall college experience. I will also tell you this, that that wasn't the priority and focus. It Mm -hmm. can't be. That's just the result. That's Mm -hmm. the result. If you're result-based, you're setting yourself up for space to fall, trip, do damage to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great to have the GPS, right, that, hey, we're going to win a national championship. 
but only one team is right. Yeah. In any sport of the collegiate level, there's only one team that's right. That means that there's a bunch of people who are going to have those inner battles in their head about whether they were valid, whether they have, they, they, they have value, whether you know they, they are they good enough people, are they good enough athletes, all those things. So the conversation requires that we, we be a little bit more finite in how we deal with it. Here, here's a question for you because you'll know this better than I will. Mm-hmm. Um, we always talk about resources at Nebraska. Does Nebraska have resources for those post-game conversations? What I'm told about this, and has been told day one about Nebraska, is that it has the most resources of anybody that's, in college, that's what college we hear. athletics. That's what we hear. Nebraska has the fan base that will write a check. They have the fan base that will show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, have the fan base that will donate. They have the fan base uh, that will be supportive when required. Then the question becomes, does it land where it's intended to land? And this is why we were having a conversation with Sean Callahan. NIL deals were in place for Nebraska long before everybody else, Mm -hmm. and that money was given a number. They actually told us a number that existed. Did those numbers, we can't, whatever crazy math we decide, we can't say that that money landed where it was supposed to. We, without, right? Like, if you told me, okay, let's just say 10 million. Yeah. 5 million. Okay. 1 million. Can you wrap your brain around? In this pro- athletic program where that million-dollar land landed, absolutely. No. Right? No. So, so, no. so then what happens? So do the resources reach the, reach the people it's supposed to reach? And a part of what we've done at the station is this, that when somebody comes in and makes a donation for the young people, we go direct, that goes directly in yeah. full to the student-athlete. Like directly in full. Does it go through back other other accounts? Does it go through channels? Nah, yeah. bro. We went through like we got a donation yesterday uh, for Kiwanis. Guess what? We saw we saw them today. Yeah, they got their they got their money. Yeah. Like that's how it should be done. But Nebraska has the resources. The yeah. question is, does Nebraska have the two things that Trev talked about, which is character and integrity, mm-hmm. to do right by the people that that money is supposed to be for, and for it to land in the space that it lands in. I don't have that answer. I won't give. I'll let folks speculate and talk See, about. It. I'm not sure we'll ever get that answer. But, well, well, that's a problem. Yeah. Because if you're not, if you're transparent, look, uh, if you're donating money, I'd like to know it lands, and and because I'm donating, I have permission to ask the question. That's all that, that I'll say about that. We'll toward the break. Nick, thank you very much. I'm yep. going to go over and see if I can get me a relief pitcher. See if I can get me somebody. <laughs> he's going to be a, he's going to be in a good mood after uh, last night. I'm going to see if I can get me a, a flamethrower to come over here and talk. Nick, you are a great you're a great talent. Thank you, sir. Uh, but this dude is a different kind of dude. Yeah, we'll yeah. I, did, can, I didn't I did not pitch. For we the will see Yankees. if we can go get him uh, when we come back here live at Tanner's again. You've got about 33 minutes to get here and put your name in the box for the signed Mike Rozier jersey. 